0: Ben got a book, landmarks of history and the challenge he had took. Visit all the sites, tick off every one, Ben would not be satisfied till each of them was done. From England to Scotland, Ireland to Wales, you can count on Benjamin to know the facts and tales. So come and ride along off Benjamin's Britain, get to know the places in the spaces around you. So there's Nikki Pavitt. Welcome back to the Benjamin's Prison podcast.
1: I'm Ben. And I'm Nikki. Well, if you've got this far into our podcast, you know what we do and you know what we chat about. And we are wrapping up our second season. Woo-hoo. Congratulations, Nikki.
2: It's been a wild ride. We've had seven brilliant guests. It
1: was Excellent. like a long time
2: ago we spoke to Gemma. Yeah.
1: I mean, what, three months ago we started the season?
2: Yeah, March or so. We were in, definitely in proper lockdown when we when we first started recording these episodes. Yes,
1: and look at us now, free to visit landmarks across the country.
2: Wherever we shall desire.
1: Yeah, it's definitely landmarks season at the moment. I'm, I'm going through my summer bump. Whoa. good good cro- concentration of historical landmarks.
2: And what was the most recent?
1: Well, I took a week off work, Nikki, and went up to Hadrian's Wall and the Lake District. And Whoa. Hadrian's Wall, which... I mentioned our friend Vic was running along. We went to meet her and she was halfway through the experience and she did it. Yeah. And we had an, an amazing time exploring Hadrian's Wall and all the ruined forts and towns along it. It's it's really special up there, Nikki. It's mm-hmm. really nice. I'll have um, to go. You will have to go. Yeah. And there's a section right in the middle of the wall where... M- big sections of walls still exist and Mm -hmm. I must say the drone that I got for my 30th uh, it was it was made for Hadrian's Wall I'm sure
2: yeah I've seen some footage
1: yeah we had great fun flying it around it's a it's potentially a top 10 landmark actually it was it was that good in the Lake District the the landscapes were beautiful and the landmarks were underwhelming yeah um,
2: well we hoovered up some of the Lake District ones a couple of years ago didn't we so we kind
1: of we were left it. with the ones around the outside. Yeah, I mean all all in beautiful settings. No palaces there or big castles to visit for us this time. And unfortunately, I did my first ever landmark where there was nothing to see to mark oh. the landmark. It's never happened before Nikki. There was no plaque or memorial or sign. It, oh. There was once a tourist information panel, but even that had disappeared. There was nothing as bad. That is
2: yeah, I mean, you've got to balance out the Hadrian's Wall with something a bit crap, right?
1: We, we got historical landmark whiplash. We went from one of the worst landmarks I've ever done to one of the best in the space of an hour. And it was, it was intense.
2: The last episode we released was with your brother, Dan. And yes. um, it's only been out for a week or so, but it's had some incredible feedback, particularly about Old Joe.
1: Old Joe, which I was so dismissive of. I ended up really enjoying our Old Joe chat by the end.
2: Yeah. I think uh, I didn't realise I knew so many people that went to Birmingham Uni, but since realised how passionate they all are about <laughs> old Joe. It's wild. <laughs> Who knew?
1: Birmingham students love old Joe. And we, we wish my brother Dan he's graduating tomorrow at the time Ooh. of recording. Yeah, And we wish him the best of luck and congratulations. And can't yeah. wait to see his photo with his alternative lamp.
2: Oh, that would be cool. Yeah.
1: I'm not there. I've been to one graduation it was extremely boring. You were there, Nikki. I have no desire to go to another.
2: I'm offended, to be quite honest with you. But yeah, my, my sister um, never graduated because of COVID, um, but hers would have been at, at a landmark at Durham Cathedral.
1: Ah, oh, she, she's missed out twice over.
2: I know. Maybe it'll, it'll happen in the future. Maybe. But we did go. We've already been. We've done it. So it's all good. And.
1: I forgot to mention in Dan's episode, we talked about how he works for Disney and he's Marvel obsessed. Durham Cathedral actually features in Avengers Endgame, which is the biggest movie of all time. Okay. The scenes with Thor when he goes to Asgard are set in Durham Cathedral. And you can tell from the pillars, the pillars have a very distinct zigzag shape on them in the movie. And eagle-eyed landmark viewers would spot Durham Cathedral.
2: Absolutely. Of course they would. So, like we did with our first season, we have loads of clips and interesting historical snippets and Mm -hmm. anecdotes and funny moments from the series that we've collected and saved, and we think they're really, really funny and, and insightful. So we have got them to share today, and we also have some live footage that we took when you came to visit Bath. And so it's a bit of a first for us, some properly live on-the-go podcasting. Because there's so much interesting stuff, we've got a a part one and a part two, which will be released separately. And yeah, we hope you enjoy listening to all these new bits.
1: And I think we'll be back for more episodes at some point in the future, Nicky.
2: Yeah, we're going to have a summer break, then we'll get contacting some of our friends and family. And
1: There are quite a few people who are saying, Ben, when's when's my turn now? Yeah. So look out in your inbox for an invite.
2: If you're desperate. Just ask, just ask yeah, and we'll put ask. you in the
1: queue. We'll put you in the queue.
2: So to start us off, Ben, we're going to go through the, the more historical clips that we didn't have in the uh, initial episodes.
1: Do you mean you cut history out of our episodes?
2: <laughs> I have, I'm afraid, for the sake of time.
3: Outrageous.
2: We had some really, really good content, but some of Mm. it we just didn't manage to fit in. So what we're going to do is we're going to start with the first person we had on in this season, which was Gemma. And Gemma basically listed a whole bunch of places that she really wanted to talk about. Clip number one is a funny tale about when you and Gemma went to go and find something to do with the Picts. Do you remember?
1: Yeah, it was a magical moment, a, a top landmark memory. And you know what, sometimes, Nikki, every now and again, the landmark gods smile upon us when we're lost and help us out. Mm -hmm. And I love it when locals give us extra unexpected information. And that's exactly what happened this time.
4: I'm just going to tell you a couple that were in the running that didn't quite make the cut. So one of them, and Ben, you're going to need to remind me what the actual landmark was called, but the one to do with the Picts.
1: Yes, yes. It was was an ancient Scottish Celtic battle. Um, Okay. That's, yeah, that's all you need to know.
4: So to set the scene we had already we were in Scotland it had been a long day of seeing landmarks i was pretty tired the weather was not good it was scottish rain rain in scotland attacks you it doesn't just fall it like finds your face and it attacks you and the oh, wind and everything and then you've got this tiny little pink car we had this salmon car which was really funny by the oh. way <laughs> um driving up this hill um and you know bens kind of looking at the map thinking i don't really know it says that we're here, but I can't see it. And you know what it's like. Um, and so Ben parks up and he goes, you know what? It's horrible outside. Let me go and investigate. And um, I'll come back into the car when I yeah. found it. Because I,
1: I could tell you were not in the mood for, for walking around a remote Scottish village looking for Celtic crosses. He's Wiggle so Wiggle.
4: perceptive, this guy, honestly. <laughs> but, um, I didn't want to miss out on the fun. So I did get out of the car <laughs> after about three seconds. And we're walking up this hill and we're kind of like looking around. There's like a church and, you know, gravestones and things like that. And then out of nowhere, this man appears, right? (laughs) It's so funny. It's like four o'clock. This man just randomly appears. And he's like rugged looking, got a beard. And he just goes, are you looking for the Picts? And he was so Scottish. Honestly, he was the most Scottish sounding guy you've ever seen. And Ben, of course, was like, "Ah." As it happens. I am <laughs> <laughs> what ben, ben, ben level enthusiasm, um, and he, be, the guy, explains that he is a tour guide for the Picts And it honestly felt like he was waiting around all day for someone to do exactly what we had done, which was be lost and be the <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: He told us he was fifty percent picked and uh, opened, opened the churchyard up for us, and actually gave us a proper tour. I mean, it, we, you couldn't you couldn't have asked for more from a historical landmark. It's true. It, it was really special. Even last week when I was doing landmarks with, with Alex Fenton up in Cumbria, we, we were helped out by a friendly local hotel owner who actually mm-hmm. took us directly to where the landmark was we couldn't find. Oh. And thank you, people of Britain, for guiding us <laughs> towards, towards landmarks when we need you. One of our later guests was Amy from Australia, who was extremely well-informed about Australian history and Australian politics. And well, Nikki, we got into a good chat with her about Britain's historical colonial links with Australia, didn't we? Mm -hmm. And what that means, what that link means for Australians today. Amy, I mean, the Queen, the British Queen, is still head of state in Australia and on the flag is still a Union Jack, which has all sorts of connotations in 2021. What, As an Australian, what do you think about that?
5: I mean, I can tell you the Australian public is pretty much ready for once the Queen dies mm. that we're going to become a republic. Huh. Yeah. Um, and with Nothing wrong with Prince Charles. With um, <laughs> skip that mm. one. Thank you. <laughs> the thing is, though, in general, the Australian, the Australian public like Will and Kate, but we know mm. that they're not going to – like That's Charles true. has hung out for so long. He's not going to be skipped or like, you know. And no one likes Camilla. So we had a referendum. It failed. It was just a bit too soon. That will be replaced and then it will probably, like the Kiwis, there will be some sort of Australian, Indigenous Australian symbol on the flag, Mm. maybe alongside Mm. the Southern Cross. Um, But people are ready to get rid of the Union Jack and ready to get rid of the Queen. There was some uproar in the news from Christian Porter, who's the Attorney General, who represents the Queen, that he supposedly raped a 16-year-old girl 30 years ago, uh, oh, and then there was significant protests last week from it, mm. basically like sort of Me Too protests about Parliament. Mm. Since then, there's been a lot of discussion about all this kind of stuff. It's time to go. I would count to that, though, with um, the amount of funding we get from the Commonwealth and the amount of uh, right. money we get in terms of defence and security. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of still being part of Five Eyes and all of that, you know, there's a large significance about being a part of Commonwealth.
3: Uh, and okay. to
5: change and to become a republic is expensive. There's lots of things that are going to have to change.
1: You need new president.
5: Anthem. Yeah, well, we're going to have to have a president instead of a prime minister. Wait,
1: wait, what's your anthem? What's the anthem?
5: The Australian anthem. Ben, uh, uh, I am shocked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How could you not
5: know I feel our like... anthem?
1: I mean, I must have heard it at Australia Wales rugby games. I mean, I've been to I was listening them.
2: about to say you've heard <laughs> them at rugby games, Ben. I'm so and like a thousand times in the swimming at the Olympics.
1: Um, forgive my ignorance. <laughs> Is it? It's not. It's clearly not God Save the Queen, obviously. No, no. So what? So why do you need to change it?
5: Because the connotations in which it signifies a part of the old system.
1: Mm. Okay, okay. Sure.
5: Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll hold it out once the Queen dies and sees what happens. Give it a year after the Queen dies and then we'll see what
2: happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just let the dust settle a bit and then see where we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know,
1: 100%. Listen, as someone who works for the Prince's Trust, I cannot wait oh, until, king Ch- until King Charles III is the rightful King. It's going to be happy days, street paths. Yeah, there's it's, it's going to be a lot Hmm.
2: If you say so, sure. you've been indoctrinated.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. I have. sure, sure
2: have you been indoctrinated
1: yeah i have i actually was at an event with prince charles just the other week and although i didn't get to meet i felt like i was the only prince's trust person there who didn't get to meet him
2: surely that's one of the perks
1: my time will come to confirm not wishing away the life of our current monarch queen (laughs) elizabeth I'm just saying, just saying, I think Prince Charles will do a good job, despite what a lot of people think.
2: But they may decide not to go down that path in Australia. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's fair enough. I think that countries should be able to choose their destinies a bit. So we shall yeah. see. We'll see.
1: It's going to be a big constitutional moment for places like Australia, I think.
2: Absolutely, yeah. So bringing it a bit closer to home. In fact, our home for three years when we lived in Exeter, we spoke to Jack halfway through the season And there was one landmark in Exeter, which was actually quite a big deal until it burnt down. Allegedly one of the oldest, or if not the oldest, hotels in England. But this chat is where Jack tells us a bit more about what it was like to live in Exeter at the time that the hotel burnt down. I'm
1: very happy that we have an excuse to squeeze even more Exeter history into our podcast.
2: 'Cause I don't mm. just think about the cathedral, I think about the Cathedral Green and yeah. the cobbled streets that kind of go yeah. around on the left hand side of it and all the mm-hmm. little like shops and quaint little places that have obviously been there for hundreds of years. But more recently, I think it's been known because of the hotel that mm-hmm. is on the yeah. corner of the green that um It was on
3: the corner of the Green, yeah.
2: What well, was on the <laughs> yeah. And um mm. unfortunately was uh, totally lit up in flames because when I visited for the first time in years last year, it was quite shocking because at the mm. moment there was, well, I don't know if it still is. It's but, still
3: there. Yeah. It's still yeah. pretty much the same.
2: Oh, it's um, still weird.
3: What, ha- what happened? There was a, there was a big fire, right? Yeah. 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 So the, so the, it's the Royal Clarence Hotel, which um, it claims to be the first hotel in Britain. Um, it's definitely the first place to call itself a hotel. Other, other hotels claim that they're the first one, but it, it was an art gallery a few doors down was being ref- refurbished and, and uh, a fire started and then it spread across uh, to the hotel and just completely devastated the hotel.
5: Yeah.
3: Um, you know, just wow. raised it to the ground. And I, I was out of Exeter on that night, funny enough. I was in Cardiff. Um, what? Yeah, we'd just gone for a little weekend to Cardiff and saw on the news when Good we choice. got there that, well, you know, hashtag Exeter fire. And it seemed like the whole city was falling to pieces just after we had left.
2: Yeah. It was quite yeah. sad, really. Yeah, that, that would have been a good alternative landmark, but it's not there anymore.
3: No, and <laughs> it's, it's it's actually quite disappointing that every time you go to the Cathedral Green now, there's still that huge scaffolding and um, fenced off area where, mm-hmm. and, and you know, the tea on the green, which is a lovely little cafe, my um, mum's favourite place in Exeter. Yeah, I mean that's you can still sit outside the tea on the green, but you're right below the scaffolding and fences, and it just doesn't quite feel the same. Um, So it's a shame. But I think they they are definitely planning to rebuild the hotel and restore it to its former glory. But, uh, you know, it's just not happened yet. I'm guessing it's going to be an expensive job.
1: For any current extra students listening, that is why your Cathedral Green is covered in scaffolding. And we hope it all gets restored some point soon.
2: So one more little historical bonus for you before we get on some anecdotes. And that is another one from Gemma about, I'm just going to say it, a pineapple.
1: Oh, love this. You know, Clive, he puts some boring landmarks in his book, but Clive at his best is when he puts these, there aren't many of them, but some are just bizarre, hilarious landmarks, which you would not find in any other guidebooks. And this site was absolutely one of them.
4: Um and the other ones which didn't quite make the cut was the pineapple, which was also in England. So it's where the first pineapple was grown in the oh, UK. That was and sent to the king. Um and it was just so funny because I don't even think we knew what we I don't think I knew where we were going at all or what it was about. So it was just it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant.
1: Uh, don't you um, remember I i purchased a pineapple for that trip.
4: You did, yeah, and we have a picture of it in the back of the car with a seatbelt on and sunglasses.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Our pineapple baby. I, <laughs> oh, pineapple
2: baby!
1: In the photo of that landmark, we actually got the pineapple out of the back of the car, and we we po- we had to wait till all the other guests have left, and we posed with a pineapple, like it was cradling it, like it was our baby
0: in Aww. front of this site.
1: <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. This this site was is closed from like fifty one out of fifty two weeks of the year. Huh. It's someone's private residence, only open for one specific week. So you have oh, to. Oh wow. You have to really be organised to go visit it.
2: Oh, wow. And
1: it's covered in pineapples, like on the banisters, on the carpets, on the walls, there are pineapples Brilliant. everywhere.
2: Do they serve like pineapple margaritas or something?
1: They're missing a trick, Nikki. There was a disappointing, actually, amount of pineapple being served.
2: Mm, I love I did pineapple. Think, yeah. I'm really pleased well, that someone grew, started growing it or bringing it out into <laughs> the UK because it is delicious.
1: I think even now in the city of London, there are a couple of pine... I think we might have discussed it. There's Hmm. a few pineapples on the top of St. Paul's because it was just a symbol of wealth.
2: I think we did discuss it, yes.
1: if you see a spiky fruit-like object on the top of a column, it's probably a pineapple.
2: We are now going to move on to a little section of fun anecdotes from the um, episodes of the season. And one that I really enjoyed, Ben, that I'm not sure you maybe did as much, (laughs) was when your brother, Dan, explained how he's better historian than you.
1: Painful, painful. All, all I'm saying is, Dan, you should have studied history. It's 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 in, it's in your blood.
0: Actually, and something I actually want to quickly mention as well, just because uh, there's a purely bragging rights against Ben here, who mm-hmm. has, you know, did um, did the history degree, Tudors is something he's quite proud on. But um, once in uh, A levels in year twelve, if uh, I Tudors A level exam, I actually got a hundred percent, and what? I don't. I don't think Ben can ever say he got 100% in a history exam. So, you know, well, no. I'll leave that note I don't, even, I don't even know if that's possible. I didn't even It's know. not.
1: You, you must be lying.
0: I'm not lying. I remember Miss Alston in history was so shut when it came through, and so was I, and uh, it was the talk of the town for that in the history classes.
2: That must have been, like, <laughs> PhD-level literature that you churned out for that exam.
0: You have no idea what I wrote. But it came through, and I was—it was legendary. In year thirteen, because I took GCSE in year thirteen again, it was just a, a legendary moment. I, I always did they, did they carry you out of the classroom on their shoulders.
4: Never that, to be repeated again. Never,
0: never to repeat it again. It was—it was, it was yeah. a top performance. I've never even come close in any other subjects. Was it multiple choice? Dan? <laughs>
1: no, it was essay
0: based. It was Judah, It was a Judah A-level paper. You know, everything there is to know about. The is that is that uh, if any question about tutors send it my way. I've got a question
2: for you. We've asked this before. How many wives did Henry VIII have?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about this Like I could confidently say six. <laughs> oh, I wish you'd got it wrong.
2: That would have been funny. You wouldn't have been the first to get it wrong. Uh good to know what kind of level we're pitching at for this uh, this
0: episode. Let's not make this a heaven-to-be-millionaire thing. I won't get that far.
1: Weirdly, Nikki, we have had two guests this season, my brother and Matt, who both have stories about beating me in Tudor exams. And they're both quite proud of it. I just think something there's something wrong with, with our A-level syllabus that that one particular exam is just really, really easy. I must have been having an off day. Maybe.
2: Or maybe you just don't like the Tudors or something. yeah I don't know Um, you need to brush up on your Tudors and maybe we'll do a quiz next season Ben make sure they're up to scratch we don't want to let anyone down
1: (laughs) we can't let the podcast listeners down well talking of people being excellent at history record breakers Mm -hmm. we obviously had our episode with Sam Horton most landmarks done in one day more than anyone else to do that many landmarks in one day you've got to rush them and as we'll hear I don't enjoy doing that as much anymore.
2: Yeah, now you haven't got that many left, you need to savour them.
1: I know, I'm down to my last 150 now, Nikki, And I, yeah, they need to be savoured and enjoyed.
2: Talking of Sam's claim to fames, there is another clip which exposes something that maybe no one else knows.
1: That was it. The man just cannot stop breaking landmark records, even when he's not aware of them.
3: Wow, how can you remember that? I Sam, I, I, I think do we we're pushing for 13 as well, Ben. I uh, think I was trying to force you to go to 13, which was the uh, the surgical uh, cos- college, uh, <laughs> the royal surgical college. Ah uh,
2: yes, I got that one actually with which Alex. Which
3: you got Nikki. Yeah. And ah, uh, yeah, I, yeah but I, we I, so I we were so close. We were so close. Could, we could we have I, had I,
1: it. I we 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 pushed it too far that day, Sam. You know, um by the end we like we were just we were just rushing, taking a picture going on. It's it's one of those days which taught me. That when I do landmarks from now on, I want to do them properly. No rushing. (laughs) Go into them, even if it's twenty pounds.
2: Can I say two things that I um, I wasn't there, obviously, but firstly, you went to, if I remember rightly, the British Museum, and you just we did. That's day. That's a day out in itself.
3: Yeah, but the British. But everybody's been to the British Museum. I've been to the British Museum four or five times. Ben, I'm sure you've been there several times. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one of those ones. The thing about the landmarks is many of us have visited these landmarks at some point in our lives, and therefore Mm -hmm. there isn't a need to revisit them other than to get a photo for Ben's list. (laughs) British Museum is one of those. Yeah, yeah, like Bath. You visited most of the landmarks in Bath already, but you're going to do them again. Yeah,
1: Sam. That. um... Here's an interesting fact for you. That photo of us outside the British Museum is my most liked photo (laughs) on Benjamin's Britain Instagram. (laughs) Really?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Wow.
2: So so another record for Sam
3: is what you're saying. (laughs) Another record.
2: Wow. What a record breaker. Will Sam break any more records before you finish your 500? (laughs) Nobody knows.
1: I doubt he's going to visit more than anyone else.
2: Probably not, no.
1: Right. Moving on. Nikki, I've got a bone to pick with you because oh, oh, gotcha. we've, referenced, we've referenced a few times in the pod, you're driving. And yes. we've even tried to expose what really happened that day in Scotland. And we sp- we've spoken about it in Ash Zeus episode in season one. I don't think it was crystal clear what actually happened. And I'm pleased in our chat with Gemma, the, tr- the truth finally came out.
2: She, she was on my side, though, as you were all here, listeners. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I, only, I only passed
4: my driver's test, my driving test, last year, 2nd of January 2020. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited because Ben was so organised in planning our summer trip. And I was so excited of the prospect of finally being able to drive in Scotland on our trip. Yeah. You know, I'm pumped. And Ben's like, Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. It Doesn't really say anything about it, which I thought was a <laughs> bit suspicious, but I just went with it. Anyway, of course we, get, <laughs> we get to the airport, we go to pick up the car, um, and then I say, Oh, can we pay can we pay extra for me, for me to be on it as well? And they're like, Oh yeah, let me see your licence and then he like hands me it back and he's like, You've not been driving a year, so you can't you can't drive the car. And I was oh. like, I was like, you set me up. You knew this the whole
2: time, <laughs> Ben. Like,
1: what, a what, a, what a shame! I'm so sorry you couldn't drive us around the highlands. You know,
2: that is probably because of the situation that happened with me driving in driving in school. <laughs> oh, I've heard that, and I have to say, I felt really
4: bad for you, and I told Ben off. She
2: she did. Gemma probably told me off
4: about
1: it.
2: I really told him off, Neki. It's I, really bad. Me. I I know it scarred you. I mean, actually, what I re- when I went back to listen to that to put it in our bonus episode, I realised that Ash actually never said what the full story was, and that and that was the fact that um, I I wasn't really paying attention and ran into drove into a bus, <laughs> which I mean that is exaggerating because I stopped as like as soon as I saw it, I stopped and it was it was fine. But like Ash and Alex predominantly, but also Ben a bit, just never let that go ever. Ever.
4: And I think you're yeah. being too trained by saying
2: never let it go. I think they were pretty horrible to you, weren't they, Nikki? Yeah. <laughs> I did not drive for nearly four years because of that incident.
1: It, yeah, Gemma tore me off. Yeah. But it's, it's Alex and Ash who take the piss. <laughs> I, uh... Okay,
2: it's <laughs> right, Get them on the phone. <laughs> Let's start at the site. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, maybe that was, um, yeah, we need to rectify that. We both need to rectify that. We yeah. need to both. Into landmarks. I
1: can't wait for both of those occasions. Wow, that's gonna be great. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: don't forget to um bring your crush helmet because it's Nikki's driving today. <laughs> 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 who, who scares you
4: more driving, Nikki or me? Gemma. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that?
1: Um
4: better the, de- the devil you know than the better than the devil you don't know, I think.
2: Yeah, Ben's been, I've driven Ben around for a grand total of about four and a half minutes. So he, he yeah. does kind of know what it's to expect.
1: He's got experience there. You know, what, honestly, I'd, I'd be up for it. Next time we're in Scotland.
2: We're, I can't wait. I'm so I excited. Drive. I won't drive.
1: I, I would prefer not, although the experience of driving around the Highlands was, it's spectacular.
4: We're not going to Scotland for our next trip. Is that why you're saying that?
1: <laughs> you, you <got laughs> you're
4: only.
2: Okay, Ben, I've got a question for you. Yes. Did Gemma drive when you went to the Lake District?
1: No, we just got back the other day. And unfortunately, we were driving in my car. So there just wasn't, we just didn't think about getting her insurance. Just didn't
2: think to add her on, just passed passed you by.
1: I still haven't been driven by Gemma, but since we recorded that, I have been driven by Nikki
2: To a landmark.
1: (laughs) To a landmark.
2: Yes. And back in one piece. And yeah, did you find it relaxing? (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> it was it was it was a comfortable experience we, we we made it there it was great I'm I'm pleased we finally did that difficult driving there was some windy country roads on the yeah. outskirts of Bath
2: indeed that was up to the uh, one of the battlefields and uh, yeah I thought it was absolutely fine put that behind me
1: even more so you can get that finally monkey off your back soon because I think I'm right in saying you're about to be driving around Scotland ah, maybe yeah, even right. near Inverness yes and yes li- Nikki, I personally think you should go back to that, that very same corner and <laughs> make that right turn and this time sail through.
2: I think you'll be fine. I've, I've come a long way since uh, since that moment. I think I'll be fine, but I'll update you all. Maybe I'll even go back to relive some of the sites we saw in 2017 with Alex and Ash. Maybe I'll go back to the Glenlivet Distillery. Who knows? Okay, the next clip is another one from Dan's episode. Some of this you will have heard before, but it provides the context for a funny story. Again, at my expense, I believe.
1: Yeah, it's another classic example of Nikki trying to act like she's too cool for what we do on Landmarks, but she's exposed. I think we're, we were lucky, Dan, to actually have a memorial to take a photo. Mm. some battlefields, but all you get is a sign. D- Dan, I've actually got some um, some interesting news for you. So I know how much you love the Battle of Tewkesbury. <laughs> every year, the battle is actually reenacted <laughs> at the Tewkesbury Medieval Festival. It's the largest event of its kind in Europe and it attack- attracts enthusiasts from all over the world. And Dan, it happens every year on the second weekend in July. And we are recording this on the first weekend in July. It's happening next weekend. Oh my Dan, God. Dan, what are you doing next weekend? Because we're now nah, we're not. It's, it's all it's all virtual this year. Well, next year we've got to go.
0: Next year, I mean, if we're going, we're, I'm making sure I'm on the opposing team, and I am coming for you with that that sword and that you down on the bloody fields.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, for all my historical nerd and nerdiness, I've never actually taken part in a battle. <laughs> that's, that's one step beyond me. <laughs> yeah, just just the one.
2: I. I, I don't. I don't want you to do that. I feel like that would be no, too it's, far. No, it's not needed. We're not. I'm not joining you in, in anything that involves that dressing up or swords, chainmail. No thanks. Right.
1: Hold on a sec, Nikki. You have definitely dressed up a historical landmark on uh, remote
0: <laughs> <population. laughs>
1: I'm, oh. I'm thinking if it, it was anything like remote Jane Austen related, Nikki's there in like no. uh, dresses from the 1700s, no. the, her wigs, her hats.
2: <laughs> to be fair, we uh, when we went to Jane Austen's house in Hampshire, uh, I did put on the the bonnet and <laughs> waved around some lavender or something, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah. And well, and at the um, at Chartwell, I believe. No, no, it was Downhouse at Downhouse where Charles Darwin lived. I think me, you, and Vic dressed up in Victorian garb. It was great.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so, you know, don't, don't act like you wouldn't be into dressing up as, a, as a medieval soldier.
2: <laughs> you have been exposed,
1: and I personally cannot wait to try on some fancy dress again in a Jane Austen Museum or other historical landmark, coming coming soon.
2: <laughs> yep. Uh, I might do it, but I won't tell anyone I've done it. So, <laughs> until, there we are. until
1: we reveal it on the pod.
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> are, the, things always get revealed on the pod. And conveniently, because I edit them, I can just remove whatever I want. The,
1: the, the power imbalance is totally wrong between us.
2: It's, That's my it's privilege. I,
1: I, should, I should not complain at all.
2: And that was the end of part one of our bonus episode. Look out for our second part coming soon.